This week on Grip and Grin, the team discusses their inaugural year as the official Grip and Grin team and the debut of the podcast. From the bushwhacking pursuit of native square tails to the dreamy whitetail landscape of New York, listen along as we discuss the high point of 2021 year as a whole. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Grip and Grin, coming at you with a special for this uh, this unleashing, and uh, we're going to be recapping uh, all of our great memories uh, in the course of a year that Grip and Grin has done, so there's a lot to unfold here, and um, yeah. It's been a whole year. Pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, dude, it, it's unimaginable, like, with what we've done and where we're going to be going with this uh grip and grin so i mean but. we we started this knowing that uh we've always had phone calls after our deer hunts turkey hunts uh recapping what we did and that's kind of the foundation of this podcast as a whole where we thought you know we we talk about hunting and fishing enough where other people could enjoy it if we talk about it and you know recorded you know, right. posted online so but as always share and like with your friends listen back to past episodes i mean we've done a shit ton and we're just going to briefly you know talk about what we've done as a new a new listener this would be a great episode to get into because You'll want to look back and see what we've done. It's been a pretty wild 2021 year, and we've done everything from, you know, chasing stockies to uh, chasing wild trout, turkey hunting, deer hunting. It's been a year to remember. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I mean, we we started things right off in the winter time. Uh, I think it was like early December, uh, right after whitetail season last year, that we started to, you know talk about this idea of creating this podcast and uh you know i it started with squirrel hunting is where you and i really started to kick things off and um we we've hunted before prior to that but this was like i mean squirrel hunting was like the the first stitch if you will in in the in the quilt of gripping grin so what I would say is Griffin Grin was developing throughout 2019 and 2020, and then 2021 was when we came public with it. But yeah, it's been, it's pretty much been uh, the stars aligned, and it kind of worked out the way it did. And yeah, squirrel hunting did kick it off for the year. We started in the dead time of the outdoorsman world, where deer hunting just ended. Ice fishing was in. Uh, full swing squirrel hunting was in full swing and i think we made the most of it yeah it and with the squirrel hunting i mean we had a successful season the first time that we went together and i wish we could do more of it um but it's just such a weird time of year for us that um there's like a handful of times that we get out to squirrel hunt together but um it was kind of similar to our, our ice fishing season really yeah you know, between honestly the two of us. <laughs> I mean, we, me being at school then and now being in maths, it's been quite difficult to do things together. 
and you know we've we've created this podcast so we could do more together and by effect we uh we we record our conversations to you know for you listeners and for us just kind of looking back on it i mean we're just kind of here chumming it up talking about what we did and squirrel hunting was great i mean it was was fun blast it was a blast I mean, you've made the transition from 22 to uh, shotgun, but yeah, it took you a couple outings to see the one, light. one, <laughs> took one outing, and we didn't even get that much that first outing in 2019. The but, first outing, we did not know, no. But once we both had shotguns in our hands, it, we made the most of it. We uh, we actually went down to your dad's place and uh, explored the area some and showed me your old stomping grounds for uh, whitetail hunting, which was pretty cool to see from all the stories you've told me. Dude, I um, I uh, took a screenshot from a memory that I had uh, from my pictures, and it was us having lunch next to the fire while we were squirrel hunting. Um, or no, did you send that to me today? Yeah, I sent that to you, bitch. Yeah. yeah, that did pop up, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, Dude, I literally took a picture of it. I took a screenshot. I was like, that was a great time. Great time. Yeah, I mean, going over your spots that you used to whitetail hunt as a, a young hunter was pretty cool to see. You know, we, we've mentioned it. We talked about it this past year with uh, your bonus tag, hunting your old snopping grounds. And yep. it, it is just a different world down there. But squirrel hunting, you know, really was the start of Grip and Grin where – we would uh we would make jokes before the podcast even started, like Squirrel Team Six, like that. Oh, yeah. That's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because when we squirrel hunt, we are literally on the same same wavelength. It is, it is almost creepy how like intuitive like the two of us are together. Like it's just like you hear a chirp, and it's like there's no talking. It's just go search and destroy. Like and here we go. I mean with. With that, we do it more than just squirrel hunting. I feel like everything we do, we're on the same wavelength. That's fair. It kind of yes. carried into everything we did this year, which makes this discussion very easy for us because everything we do, we do as a team. Yep. And uh, we recap it for you fellas. And, I mean, squirrel hunting, turkey hunting, fishing, ice fishing. I mean, our ice fishing expeditions this year weren't the greatest. I mean, we even went out smelting once. Oh, dude, shit, I forgot about that. Oh, my God, good pull. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, never doing that again. <laughs> I I would do it again when the fucking smelts are running, but they weren't when we went, and that kind of sums up the entire ice fishing outings. I mean, we went to the hole. We've referenced that before. We did. Uh, we went to the hole once to ice fish, didn't catch anything. We, we had a few good beers, you know, on along the way. We recapped how to uh, get your ice traps ready for the season, but yep. we we uh, we kind of struck out. We also caught a lot of milfoil on one of our outings. Amazon which... jungle leads. <laughs> like, you literally drill the hole, and when you pull the auger up, you're, you're pulling up, like, weeds with it. Like, and we're in, I mean, that hole was what? 32 feet deep from like eight eight feet to 32 feet and that milfoil just grew that high it was insane you know i had a nice brookie out of there but other than that it was just it was a shit show it was great memories great (laughs) memories but i'll have to say this one thing where uh i pull up to the spot 
I was coming down from school at the time and meeting you and one of your buddies, Streeter, and I saw the sign immediately when I pulled in Milfoil, and I texted you, like, there's fucking Milfoil in this place. And I'm like, yep. And I hiked a mile and a half out there, and holy shit, was it worth it? I don't know. It was a good time, though. It was a good time. It was a good time, but the fishing absolutely fucking sucked. What was cool, though, is, like, we we went ice fishing. We struck out. You went to your uh, home pond that you looked for brown trout at and didn't really catch too much. But yep. uh, this year, the best thing about Grip and Grin, in my opinion, is it got you into fishing as oh, a Oh, dude, I am, I am amplified. I am I'm back on the map, baby. I am ready. Like, I'm I mean, jacked up. Springtime cannot come soon enough. Not just I for mean, turkey, and I mean for fishing. You you were a casual angler. You know, you would catch, like, bass, pickerel, pike, That's whatnot. a great way to describe it. Casual, yes. It was but, like, uh, yeah. The biggest thing that uh, Grip and Grin did was it brought you into the realm of trout fishing, wild trout fishing, and fly fishing, which Correct. we, uh, to segue into the spring season uh once i got your mind on fishing and we were watching the stocking report it was full throttle it was a (laughs) full throttle once the the main department of wildlife and fisheries uploaded that pdf but oh yeah we uh we really made the most of of the springtime stocking reports we uh we fished together multiple times and we made uh multiple excursions out to the hole which we, which we've referenced and go back to listen to those episodes but i remember the first time actually seeing your new car was yep. when we met at the uh, hannaford iga and in the hole oh shit that's right that oh was gosh. the first time Holy crap. Yep. Dude, that seems like years ago. It does feel like years ago. And I remember a couple times I met you in the hole, and one time I met you, you were fishing. There was anglers all around us, and I was just sipping coffee on the shoreline. You were, I think you were spinner fishing at that moment. But I was, yep. Just looking back, like, whew, I would love to go back to that moment. It was a great, great moment. Yeah. Oh. Gosh, I, I can't wait for spring, man. I, I can't wait, wait either. I mean, you uh, you, do you were... Remember, do you remember carpooling and just driving through, like, the area of the hole and just being like, look at this place. Look at this place. You <laughs> guys have to go back to the old episode where we talked about driving through the oh. hole. Holy shit, was it? A, it was an adventure in itself, driving back to where we carpooled from. Yeah. And that was hilarious, just to yeah. think about now, and... uh but we, uh, I actually went up to your place too, yeah, up in your yeah, area. Yeah, exactly. So you weren't fly fishing too much. You know, you were dabbling in it when you were going out to the hole. But what was cool is you came up to visit me and we made a trip out of fly fishing only. And it was actually after I had received my job in Mass, which was pretty cool. Yeah, we did a celebratory toast before we uh, hit the water, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you introduced me to nymphing, which, before you, I'll be honest, straight up, I've never even heard of, like, I've heard people mention it, but I never knew what the actual concept was. So this was all foreign to me. And it was cool. You know, I 
I'm gonna go a little emotional here, a little bitch ass for a moment, but like you know, taking you under my wing for for deer hunting in the early years, and and then you return the favor with with this nymphing, this fly fishing, and you're like guiding me on this river. That was that was freaking cool. It it was it was special. It was full, it was full circle. I mean, it was really for me. It kind of like establishes, you know, the yin to the yang, as you you could say, where yep. you know, like. The whitetail woods, like you're full throttle, and I'm I'm also full throttle. But you took me under your wing to teach me all the basics of which I implement now, and I've kind of gone my own way with it. And oh, we'll dude, talk you're about that. you're in a different realm now, and we'll definitely get to that for sure. <laughs> well, we'll get to it, but um, with same with fishing, where you you weren't much of a trout angler, and I've been trying to get more into fly fishing fly tying which i did this year successfully and we'll get way more into that but hell yeah you coming up to school that day taking a a little shot of uh captain's private stock in the morning you know it's five o'clock somewhere and we made a great great outing where you know i could help you you also help me with everything i do and it's kind of where our relationship has flourished where you know outdoorsman to outdoorsman man to man we have we have developed this relationship where it's came full circle for the first time this spring when you came up to visit me was that the was that the time when i came up and it was like pouring and i ate shit in the brook yeah that that was not the time that was a separate time but that's also part of you know the experience (laughs) i broke my fucking leg that was bad. That that was hilarious when that happened. But also, okay, no, it at wasn't. But it's hilarious now. Like <laughs> it's hilarious was... now. But the time when we were hiking that small brook, go back and listen to it. You know, talking oh. about how old men fly fish. It, Good God, <laughs> it sums it up. I mean, you right? got to be on your feet. You got to know what's going on. You got to have those walking sticks if you got them. I mean, dude, I that's an investment I got to make for this season for sure. Cause I'm I'm one of those people that just I basically try and run across the rocks and you just can't you got to take your time. Uh, yep, yep. Because like you said that you could be spoiling a whole pool of of trout right there as you're like you know just rushing through the water and you just got to take your time assess yep. every situation. But what made this spring special? I mean, yes, sir. obviously fishing made it special, and we have a great fishing expedition we did. Yep. But what made the spring was turkey season. And oh God, uh, dude. we we both, you know, we got into turkeys as a group individually. And the 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 two kills you had and Iconic. my one kill, it was, just... it was just crazy. So, you know, we talked about, you know, the two properties we hunted together where uh, we had one property very very uh you i wouldn't say ag but a a bunch of farmland right farmland i would say yeah yep Um, where it's not utilized now and uh it's my favorite turkey hunting spot so far you know knock on wood and i would say yeah i would say this like it it goes back to what you mentioned about like my hunting spots for whitetail it's like you know don't take this land for granted we're able to hunt this private property. It's, it, I would say it's semi-private. You know, people can hunt it. The landowner allows people to hunt it, but it's, it's definitely tucked away. Um, it's kind of like just a grass slash like uh, uh, clover fields, and 
you know, it's it's special. It's it a walkout. The walkout alone is just awesome in itself. I mean, I remember setting my alarm for one forty-five <laughs> to uh, <laughs> drive down to meet you at this spot, and this spot is special. It is very special. We would meet at a uh, a Tim Hortons and yes, sir. You know convoy over to hunt this spot but this was a spot that you were able to bag teddy in a pretty incredible scenario i mean joey. we were are sorry sorry joey sorry yeah. it's all good and, uh, <laughs> but we uh we would go out there you know we had encounters with joey we were able to Id- identify joey to the point where you know we wanted to take this bird if possible knowing that we had a uh, for sure. Other places to hunt. You know, we have two tags in Maine. And uh, why, why don't you recap the story of bagging Joey? I mean, that was Dude. pretty special in itself. I mean, we've, we've we had encounters with him at 40 yards, but he just nothing the exact shooting lane. But this one day that we went out, we were actually packing up to leave. And we left the point that we set up on. And we're walking out to there's a you know a series of fields, and each field is kind of bottlenecked with this uh, with each opening. There's an access point for like four wheelers and stuff at each field. Well, we came to one one field, long rectangular field, and across the way you could see the hens crossing over into the next field over in that little opening where the four wheelers cross over. And I remember you saying, "You're like, dude, you're like right there. There he is." And you could see his white head, like, go in front of that opening. So we set up on that thin tree line. And you, didn't you take my box call? You took my box call. So what happened, you forgot one thing that I will mention, and your dad will say some shit about it. But (laughs) before, we, you know, we we worked out of our blinds. We have those chair blinds that we've talked about. And we worked our way to that field edge. And before we got to that field edge, it's like, we left a little bit of equipment back there, and mm-hmm. I was like, I got to piss real bad. So I, I walk back, piss, grab the shit, walk back, and then we see Joey in the farthest field. And I'm like, dude, there's Joey. And you gave me your box call. And like we're standing in this opening. There's a field in front of us and then the larger field beyond that. And like I yelp out to it, and all of a sudden I can just tell, like, Dude, he, right, he turned on a dime. Yeah, he, he turned on a dime. He turned on a dime, and I was like, get the fuck down, and I backed up behind you. <laughs> I remember sitting just... there. I remember sitting there, and he, like he's coming across the field, and he's coming quick. Like He's not running, but he is on a beeline right towards this, this other field. And that branch that was in front of me, I kept going over, under, over, under, trying to get around this branch because I needed a clear shooting lane. And as he's coming in, there's also like a handful of jakes that were coming in too to our right. But, you know, obviously we have a primary target right in front of us. And I'm like, man, I hope these jakes don't bust me and scare scare Joey away. And dude, you just kept like you were almost like purring on the box. It was like a it was like a, a, a subtle yelp. And he just kept coming in and he stuck his head out and I'm like, see ya. Boom. And dude, that was stand up and those jakes were just like halfway across the field at that point but yep and i remember the celebration awesome. the celebration after you uh you uh injured me for the next recording session where you made me bite my tongue so fucking hard it was swollen Dude, it's like we had just won the super bowl and i just like go up and just like just like 
freaking body slam into you. And I was just like so amped. And you're like, I bit my thumb. I'm like, what? You're like, I bit my thumb. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. Oh, and, it was a good uh, time. This kind of transitions into the next property we hunted, which was a private piece that you got permission on where yes. we uh, we showed up the first time. We uh, did a little spawn stock kind of hunt where we got skylined, but we had yep. a great encounter with the second bird you were able to bag, but before you bagged it. I missed it. Um, <laughs> you missed him pretty close. You know, you were head hunting a little bit. Uh, Joey, you know, this perfect bird i mean teddy absolute st- uh, fucking hey <laughs> what am i doing I'm, i don't know <laughs> i miss i'm mixing them up but dude there's so many like every bird was just so uh, i don't know there's just that, so many birds my bad on that my bad dude but, no bad don't worry about it it's just great I mean, fucking memories you kidding me i mean we we name our uh we name birds after uh, presidents, kind of. I mean, a little bit. Kind of, but... we do. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, we had this close encounter where you missed and... Yeah, it, shot right over his head. This property transitions us to uh, a little bit of fishing after the hunt. So we hunted this property a total of five times to get this bird. You know, yep. We're, we're going to digress from turkey hunting, go back to fishing a little bit, where you know, we've hunted it, we've... We got busted by hens. We, you yep. know, we we had hen encounters, no tom encounters, other than that one miss with Joe or Teddy rather. And uh, yep. One day, you know, we were like, all right, hunt the morning, fish the afternoon. And yep. uh, I had some spots uh, pointed out where they were remote, but they were stocked as well. And I was thinking, all right, we can get in some get into some brook trout. Do a little fly fishing, a little spinner fishing, and we uh, we pulled away from an otherwise slow day, a very slow day as a whole, and but very made slow. the made the most of it at the very beginning. Yeah, we went the first spot that we went to. It was like, I mean, it was just pitch, picturesque. Like, I mean, fly fishing. Pretty sure I was running the uh, the main maple on there on that day too. Um, yep. But I was, you know, we were both fly fishing pretty damn hard. Get to a pool, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but I gotta throw a spinner in there. I just gotta let, I just gotta see what's on bottom. And uh, lo and behold, I hook up, and I thought I was stuck on bottom. And when I was <laughs> reeling in the line, and that salmon jumped out of the water like three or four feet, and you and I just made eye contact, like, oh shit, like here we go. And you didn't say anything, right? In like. I feel like you did your commentary after the fact, but um, I could just hear your voice in the back of my head like, don't fuck this up. Don't lose it. Don't lose so, it. So what happened was, you know, we were working this river pretty hard, and uh, we got to this one pool not too far from the trailhead. and No. I I kind of was chilling at that point. I was kind of hanging out. One of the many times where I just kind of, like, take in the moment, yep. you know? And yep. I'm sitting on this rock. You're on the other shoreline across from me, and you you hook into this fish, and I'm like, oh fuck. And then once I realize it jumps, I'm like, don't fuck this shit up. Like, whatever you do, don't fuck this shit up. And you're 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 fighting it, and you're fighting it very hard. Where aggressive, very aggressive. <laughs> I was getting worried multiple times, and you 
you pull it in close, you try to net it, and you miss the first time. I'm like, oh, my fuck. Oh, yeah, flopped right out. (laughs) I pray to God, like, don't fuck this shit up. Like, he's going to be so goddamn pissed off. And lucky lucky enough, you know, you net it, and you throw it on shore, which I was like, get it on fucking shore. I cross over. Pretty sure it's tangled in my fishing line, too. Just absolutely wrapped. And uh, you get it on shore. I worked my way over there, and um, a beautiful salmon. A beautiful salmon. like Native landlocked salmon. This beautiful. fish was just spectacular, and you you literally pulled out your knife. <laughs> and you were like, dude, stop, stop. I'm like, what? You're like, don't. He's like, did you even think about mounting this fish? And as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Put the knife away. And at that point, it was just like, you know, operation preserve this fish. You know, it was, you were, I'm glad you were there. Because otherwise, I would have jabbed that thing with a knife and it would have been eaten that night. But I mean, I mean, I'm, I made sure, even though you caught the fish, we fished a little bit. But I was like, we got to get back to the car. We got to get this thing on ice. Yep. You know, I just want to make sure this thing is okay. Yeah. I made sure you were keeping it in water for a bit, but we we got that uh, we got that fish back. You got it to the taxidermist, and it came out beautifully. And now you have your first fish on the wall, which was great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm I'm quite pleased. It's oh, you know, put the original spinner hook in there, and I'll I'll be honest. Um, there's a little, you know, a little piece of me that's like wasn't on a fly rod, but like you said, I mean, we talked about this. I. Personally, me, with the inexperience that I have, I don't think I would have pulled that in with a fly rod. You know, I think I would have tried to fight it like a like a regular, you know, uh, spinner rod. But you got to play a fish like that. And I just, I played it, but I didn't play it like you should have, you know. Yeah, I, was, I mean, there was I literally definitely, pulled it in. There was definitely some inexperience when I was watching it, but it doesn't really matter because... Uh, it's on the that's wall. That's the type of... that. <laughs> And on top of that, that type of fish is what makes you become an angler as a whole. Where you know, for sure, you get a trophy fish for the first time. I've I've had multiple, and I've mounted one, and it it definitely uh, it hooks you. For sure, I, no pun intended. I, yeah, I know. I, there's no pun intended there, but but that was real. the only fish. That was the only fish that we caught all day long. But it, I mean, it made it worthwhile, and we had some great great memories and great uh, experiences on the water there too but i mean we went for redemption back on teddy too i exactly i mean on the ha- fifth hunt the had that momentum hunt. and we just carried it right over <laughs> we uh i remember we were sitting in the car and it's 3 a.m and we're uh we're just chilling listening to i i know what i was listening to it was uh oh fuck i i know the fucking song off the top of my head but Dude, I was listening to some bumping beats, like some heavy stuff at 3 a.m. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> we gotta... I remember one time you would send me like this, like kind of like dubstep. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was funny because on the on the album cover, it was a squirrel, too. So I was like, this is just fitting. So I sent you that. And I think we were both in separate cars driving to the location. And we're both listening to this song. And it was the day that i that uh you know redemption was made but um yeah so redemption on teddy such a cool experience reset our setup um so it's a completely different setup on the same property 
he actually came in in front of you because you were doing all the calling. Beautiful calling, by the way. And when he came in, you were like, I hear him drumming. He's here. And I was like, holy shit, this is, it was happening so fast. I almost couldn't get ready fast enough. And I mean, I knew the tree line in front of us was 30 yards. And dude, he followed that tree line. And the fact that you were able to pull out your phone, excuse me, pull out your phone and still record that whole thing unfold is friggin' awesome. I remember right after I shot, we both flip open our, our blinds because we're in the chair blinds. And you're like, let's go. And then the next words out of your mouth were, I got it on film. I got it on film. <laughs> that oh. was awesome. You guys got to make sure you go back and check that out on Instagram. That was so cool. So the redemption cool. story of that was just, I mean, we go back and rank our top moments. And we, I ranked them individually. But as a team, that was definitely a yeah. top moment like yes, no doubt of all no doubt. time where that was a huge know, bird too huge, huge bird. bird we missed it we got it back we were able to bag it i mean yep very lucky i'm i'm very grateful that uh my soft calling was able to do something when it was slow that morning but able to bag that bird i mean fuck man now that, that will i'll cherish that forever for sure. And you were able to bag your own bird on property that you and I both scouted um, earlier in the season. And you did that all by your lonesome, too. So this property, uh, this 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 kill was definitely... Uh, it, Mind you, it's, it, in... it, it's a mile walk out to these fields in the middle of nowhere. And this man, like, we even did a fist pump that morning because I was going to my other turkey spot... And I met you at the location where you park, gave you a fist pound, like we always do on our or the start of our hunts, and literally took off and you went in the woods. And I remember I left my turkey spot and you were like, dude, I'm on a bird and he's at 60 yards. And I go, I literally, when I hung up, I go, that bird's dead. He's got this <laughs> bird. Like, he's got it. So this bird that I was calling to, you know, we've, I've never, I've never hunted it. We both haven't hunted it before. So it was a first time experience at this uh yep. this particular field and you know, I had this bird. It was at a hundred yards for give or take an hour and a half where I'd call it gobble, it would not move. I'm in my blind. I didn't really want to make an adjustment at the time because I was like, All right, like let's see what happens and I was able to get him turned, and that's when I uh, I texted you, and I was like, "He's coming." And uh, the the rest <laughs> is history. Where I I was, it was definitely a pull in the half on my end, where I did not think he was going to come in, but he was able to come in. I was able to get a shot on him, and he I was mean, uh, a warrior. I was going to say, this, missing toe. <laughs> this is the bird that we did not name after a president just because, I mean, he was a, I, you could have even said he's a gladiator. Like, the man was just like, this bird was just like, absolutely like, I mean, he was in battles. Like, he lost God. a toe, for Christ's sakes. I mean, missing toe, it was definitely an older bird, for sure. He was super wary when he came in, and I don't name a lot of birds or deer. You know, I'm I'm pretty much a... Yeah, you know, if it's a tom or if it's a deer, get it on the ground and worry later, kind of guy. And yep. 
I, I remember saying he's a warrior and that's where the name warrior came from. And again, you can see that on the Instagram where he's got a whole missing toe, like front toe, like the middle big ass toe, just gone. <laughs> it's insane. And then shortly after that, um, shortly after that, we ended up, uh, went, changed gears and went back to uh, fishing again. And we did some like, some uh what's the word i'm looking for almost like warm-up type of fishing trips but we wanted to simulate the type of fishing trip that we'd be doing in later spring so we did um did some remote pond fishing where we would have to hike in you know several miles to these remote ponds and uh those are natives right yeah so one of the big things I did this year is I was dedicating myself to the fly rod where you know I similar to like your bow like, you're just exactly. dedicating yourself to the bow, but now you're dedicating yourself to the fly rod. And if you listen back, we talked about what my fl- favorite fly was, and I couldn't even answer that because I was such a greenhorn at the time. So one thing that I know <laughs> was that if you want to get into native trout, you got to be able to fly fish because we were going after that FFO uh, regulation ponds. And another thing was we had a big trip coming up where we would be remote. I mean, very, mm-hmm. very remote. So we were, uh, we had equipment that we would need to execute that trip that we did, which we'll get to. But it was kind of a test run going up to northern Maine, doing a little bit of remote fishing, you know, dabbling ourselves in, uh, in this remote setting. And my God, that was some great fishing. Let, let's be honest. It was an opportunity for you to see, is this old bastard like ready to, <laughs> to do some fishing with me? Like it was you testing the waters on me. Let's be real. You know, can he can he handle the hike? Is he all about it? Can he actually like is it is it a marathon versus a sprint? Like like I thought I did pretty well for my I had a little tantrum. I had a tantrum towards the end of the trip. Yes, he did. I think it was just hangry. Uh, No, I will disagree with that because we had lunch right before it. Yeah, but I need some sugar. Yeah, bullshit. (laughs) That's some horse shit. That's where the raisins come in. (laughs) But I like we're on the same wavelength, I guess. Like always. But, I mean... This this trip, you you can see one of the photos of me being like, oh, we're at the Mecca, but yeah, yeah, it 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 was fun, and it I hope, and I'll say this now, and we'll talk about it. We'll we'll do much more of these remote hikes into yeah. fishing spots. Yep, where we uh, you know, hopefully turkey hunt, fly fish in the same day type of deal, and. It was really fun, and one thing I wanted to do in this podcast, not just talk about our stories and have new listeners understand what we've done and what we're about, but taking away one thing from each season, and I know we skipped over the winter season because it was pretty dull for the both of us, but yeah, I think uh, taking one lesson or just one anecdote away from you know, the fishing and spring season. For me, I would uh, look back at turkey season and say, everything can change in a moment's notice. And, you know, you say that the hunt is never over for the for the yeah. turkey season. And I think this is proven from the three kills we've talked about where with Warrior, you know, he, he was at 100 yards. Yep. 
for a solid hour and a half. And I did not think it was going to happen. And boom, I changed my calling a little bit and was able to pull him. You know, with uh, Joey, we're on our way out. And we had a failed running gun scenario earlier in the year. Correct. And we were able to make the most of it when we had our pants on the ground kind of deal. <laughs> like, we weren't ready, but we were ready at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about turkey hunting. That's what's so great about it is if you're if you're trying to get someone involved into the outdoors, like, in particular, of, like, hunting, I mean, turkey is the way to go. I mean, with a turkey season, like you said, it's... Yeah, it could change at a moment's notice, but, like, for me, like, you know, you could shoot at a turkey early in the morning, walk out, and on your walk out, still see a bird. Like, it could, you could be in the dumps, the lowest points of your your day, your morning, and then all of a sudden, it can just be, like, sky high on the next, like, you know, 10 minutes. It's just, it goes, it fluctuates so much, and that's what's really cool is, you know, hearing the vocalization of those birds, but also just, like... I don't know. Seeing them is they're so majestic, you know. So one thing that I'll say, and I know I've talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again. Where turkey hunting was what really hooked me into the outdoors of the hunting world. I mean, I was always an angler as a kid, but turkey yep. hunting was really what stamped my uh, my appreci- appreciation for you know harvesting animals with a with a rifle or a bow and yeah with turkey hunting one thing that i, I love it's so, warm it's yeah. warm it, you don't have to worry about scent it's always action-packed no matter what every sit's action-packed and and the one thing it, it goes to fishing but not to the degree of turkey hunting when you're sitting and you wake up with the rest of the world as in the birds, yep. you know, every animal just coming out. Uh, maybe a deer comes out to the field to feed. Like, waking up in the springtime, you cannot beat it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the takeaway that I have for fishing to transition here, um, for me in particular, and this goes for other people out there, let's be real, um, but for me in particular, you got to keep your cool. Like... <laughs> As far as fishing goes, you're out there to enjoy it, you know? And for me, there's just times where maybe I get a rat's nest. Maybe I get caught in a tree. Like, for me, I just need to keep my cool, which I lose my cool at times. But I think that goes back to that yin and yang moment where I might be, like, on high alert of just, like, pissed off. And then you're like, dude, chill out. Like, we're here to enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, okay. So one thing that I've always done, and this is just a lesson, or uh, uh, not even a lesson, but maybe a recommendation, is I take that approach to everything I do. Yeah. Where you know, you miss, uh, you miss Teddy. First thing I do is I I come out of my blind, I come over to you, and I give you a fist pump, like whatever, dude. Like it's yeah, fine. you had my back there for sure. You know, in deer, in deer season, we'll talk about it, like, you get into a rut, and I'm always, like, whatever, like, next hunt, it will happen. Like, don't worry about it. Keeping your cool throughout everything definitely makes it more enjoyable. But I would say if you can deal with the lows of fishing, where 
maybe your partner's catching fish or you're getting tangled up or, you know, you're tired, you're sweaty, you're hot, and we hiked into the spot, you're thirsty. You know, you just need to remember, like, it's fun. At the end of the day, it's not work. You're enjoying it. Right. So we ended up actually doing a, uh, we, we had mentioned it earlier, but we actually did a big, big, and I mean large, trip uh, in the springtime that we took, what, six months to plan? Four so to six months? So I, I, um, I did my research on this, and... You did your homework. That's for damn sure. Yes, you did. Because uh, when you came over to my house, you're like, dude, here's the plan. And I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll get to more of that in a, a little bit, but we made this trip to Northern Maine, our biggest trip as a group, and we we were on the, the mission to get native trout, and boy, did we get into them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, the first... I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm going to. Uh, you know, when we first got up there, finding a place to camp... You know, we didn't really go to the ideal place that we wanted to camp at, but we actually found a diamond in the rough, if you will, you know, down this, like, basically, like, dried-up riverbed we drove down. (laughs) Yep. And pull up to this spot, and, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better campsite right next to this native brook trout pond that we eventually ended up calling Dinker Pond. Um, Man, that that was such a beautiful night sitting there after we eat, ate dinner you know i'm fly fishing which the fly rod my my back cast barely fit in the campsite and we're just catching like three inch brookies and i'm mm-hmm. friggin loving it that was you know glass water sunset is just glazing off the top of the water it oh man was that on instagram did we post that um, I'm not sure. I'll go back. Maybe we'll post it later this spring if uh, we hadn't. But it was one of those moments where I had my cup of coffee and I just wa- sat back and I was like <laughs> taking in the moment. And you're, see, you're good about that. You're good about that. And I usually read off of you. Like when you're in the moment, dude, <laughs> there's been times where I turn I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm just chilling. And I was like, oh, 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 yeah. Let's just take this in for a second. Like, you're kind of like you balance it all out, you know. Yeah, cause you're no, you're. I mean, we're both balls to the wall, but there's times where it's just you got to sit back and enjoy. Like we're doing it; it's our first night. You know, you're catching fish. Our right. neighbor is fucking cutting wood with how much he's <laughs> snoring. But <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Oh my god! Holy shit! I forgot. Wasn't he talking to himself as he was catching brookies? Yes, he was. Yes, He's he like, was. "Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one." Yeah, but he missed it. one. Oh goddamn! I fucking missed it. But <laughs> the the next night, what made the whole trip and maybe even made the year for me is where we um we paddled and portage and paddled out to Yabba Dabba Doo. Yabba Dabba Doo. And we were uh, midday catching fish on fly rods, spinner rods, sight fishing. It was a hell of a night, and we went on the canoe. Yep. And we experienced what I would say was one of the best moments of my life was just sitting there watching the trout uh, rise in every direction in the 
the hundreds and thousands. And that was one of those times where you were like, I remember I was fishing and every, dude, it was every cast, I would cast with my fly rod, catch a brookie, switch to my spinner, catch one of my spinner, switch to my fly rod. And I was going back and forth. And then after like the 20th fish that I had caught and released, it's like, I look back at you and you're like, just sitting there. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, just chilling, yo. He's like, this is just awesome. And I think there was like, a solid 20 minutes where you and I just sat in the canoe. We weren't fishing. And there was thousands, thousands of rises around us. And those were all brook trout that were rising. Yeah. It was thousands. It was pure, purely amazing. And it, it really, like, summed up that entire trip to northern Maine. I mean... Dude, we really just, didn't. We didn't fish that pond. Like, we didn't really stretch ourselves on that pond because we didn't need to. Like, we fished one cove, <laughs> literally a cove, <laughs> if that. Not even the entire cove. We didn't even work the other bank, and we and raked. We friggin' raked. Oh. And the the one takeaway I'll take away from the trip was if you want to do something like this, all you have to do is plan. I mean. Yep. Yeah, I was going through my photos and I looked back and in 2019 I took a picture of like this area and I was like I want to do research on this and then a year later I did my homework and then I just talked to you and I was like this is what we're going to do this spring and when I was planning it I was like alright we're, we're going to do it it didn't really feel like it didn't ever feel like we ever did it you know I, I planned for it I did my homework and we ended up doing it. But those type of trips where it happens and then a blink of an eye, it's over. And it's like, we just did that. And we yeah. got back to your place and we're like, we're disgusting. We're tired. <laughs> you know, it was an early morning. And we five, six hours ago, we were sleeping under a lean-to in the rain. Yep. And then next thing you know, you're just home. And it's like, well, well, well we were just out there. And that, but I would say, go ahead. I, before you get on to your takeaway, I would say that if you do one trip too, it, it just opens up your horizon for great trips for the future. And we definitely have trips planned for, or I have trips planned that you will tag along in. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But I would say this when you were mentioning that we, we had to pick up in the blink of an eye and get the hell out of there due to, uh, you know, runoff that was possibly washing away the roads, the logging roads to get out. That that's kind of my takeaway on these big trips is, you know, if you if you're gonna do a big trip, you can't rush through any decision on any part of the trip. So if you're gonna do a trip, whoever you're doing it with, make sure that you're not just taking everything for not necessarily granted, but you know, if you're like in question, if you're questioning something like, mm, you know, it's supposed to rain all day today. Do you want to fish today? I mean, what are the roads going to be? Like, you have to look at the full picture of everything when making a decision. Um, there were times where you and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, time out. Let's have a conversation about this. What do you think? Let's weigh the pros and cons of this situation. And honestly, I, I thought we were lights out with all our decisions. Like, we, every decision we made was the right decision. Another one that comes to mind is when we first got to um, this area, these these ponds, on day one, there was white caps on the ponds. So we couldn't paddle out to where we wanted to go. And we just took a day or two to fish the local ponds and say, you know what, we'll just wait till the white caps settle down. And, and just, that, stuff that, like that. 
that builds off planning for your trip where I yep. had plans A through F. And if whatever scenario popped up, I had a plan for it. And yep. if you're ready, you can discover gems like Dinker Pond where right. I would easily go back to Dinker Pond. And it wasn't on my day one um, excursion, but mm -hmm. it worked out for the best. I mean, Dude, I'm that, glad it worked out the way it did. That morning at Dinker Pond was... That was a good memory in my mind too, like fishing against those cedar trees on the on the bank right there. I mean, once we got into them, you know, our neighbor was chopping wood at seven a.m. and we're over there just slaying the brook trout on a fly rod. And the flies that we were using, I mean, by the end of that little like morning trip that we did, I mean, our flies were pretty much bare hooks. <laughs> like, they were bare hooks. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. But, but to, before we dive into the whitetail season, I do have to talk about, you know, moving down the mass and absolutely doing doing what I've been doing. And one of the first things I want to talk about is, you know, fly tying where, you know, if you if you have the time and you, you know, you want to get into it, fly tying isn't that hard to do. Mm. You know, you real I have a, a $15 vice like. You really just need, like, basic materials, you know. Go out, get them, and do some fly tying and learn a little bit. And as you tie, you get way better at it. And I have definitely worked my way up to – I'm definitely not a greenhorn when it comes to tying flies. And it's worth it because right. when, you're, uh, when you're trying to find flies for your particular spot and you need them, you can make them. And that's always a cool thing to do. Yeah. But – the bigger takeaway from this summer, fall, even in winter now, is don't write off an area before you fish it. You know, I came into coming, I came into Mass kind of thinking fishing is going to be worse. I'm going to have to travel out of state to fish. And uh, you said, I, I mean, you didn't say this, but you were like, based on my read from you, you're like, eh, I'm going to have to go to, you know, Vermont. I'm going to have to, you know, go to maybe new hampshire like these other spots you're like i don't think the masters is gonna be good and lo and behold you were you weren't wrong but you were just like when you started to explore you were like holy shit like this is a lot surprised. better than i thought oh yeah surprised i mean so one of the big takeaways is not writing off a spot but doing your homework networking finding spots and just trying and seeing what happens and i would say that with the the green mounds you know, flowing into central western mass. You have the Adirondacks to the west. You have even a little bit of the White Mountains to the north where you're surrounded. You get some you get some cold water and you'd be surprised with the the type of fishing you can get. So yep. do not write it off before you try it. And that's the biggest takeaway I can get into before we go into the uh the biggest season of the year which we will uh we'll talk about for a minute <laughs> yes sir this is i mean this is where facto excels <laughs> yes sir oh man this whitetail season was man it was friggin' good it was really good and it's still good for me we'll Dude, uh preface I've... with the fact that i'm not done hunting and as we record this i have two weeks left so I mean, it's been about two or three weeks since the last I've hunted. Nah, three. Three or four weeks since the last I've hunted. And you're still like, you still got what, two weeks? 
Yep, two uh, two weeks and some change. So it's insane. There there is some, you know, editing we'll have to do. You know, we'll we'll talk about my experiences post uh, middle of December later in the the winter time. But yeah, yeah. One thing I thought would be great would be to re- revisit our goals we made for the season. So for me, being in Mass, I wanted to get four properties, one of being private permission. Um, I wanted to get my first deer out of state. I want to understand the new environment and ecosystem which the deer down here have, which is very much different than Maine. And yep. another thing was I wanted to be more mobile where I could you know, adjust on the fly um, I wanted to be more vocal where I could call the deer. And another little tidbit goal was to hunt with you more yep. than once. Yep. Well, if we recap the goals, listen back. I think our uh, our whitetail season has been quite adventurous for the both of us where mm-hmm. I ended up taking the deer down in two states, not me. It's insane. New York and Mass. You know, I got two deer in Mass as of now. With I a have bow. One deer. With a bow. All, all with a bow. One deer in New York, with a bow. Still, uh, going. I'm going back to New York. I'm hunting Mass as we speak. So that could change. I did learn the ecosystems for not only one state but two states being On the Mass fly. in New York. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this: I wasn't more mobile. Given that every day I was hunting in uh, mass and I was hunting small a small private piece for the most part, I was hunting another uh, couple public pieces that yeah, I was mobile, but not as mobile as I wanted to be. But I was also learning on the fly, which kind of made it difficult. And, yeah, but uh, let's clarify though. Like when you say mobile, like you're saying like you wanted to go from like one tree to another tree, like moving different spots. But like as far as your setup goes, like your setup has has been revised to the point where it is, I mean, it is simplistic. It is a very mobile setup where you are capable of making these changes to go and set up somewhere else. I mean, I mean, your setup is is insane. I, I use a combination of, of a climbing stick, the Helium Hawk, and I also use aiding steps on top of that. I use a wild approach steps i use the ring of steps that they also uh sell and it definitely makes being mobile easier for sure and uh i've had bunky buck encounters this year where i've grunted at them i've snort wheezed at them i've dope bleated at them and to no success but i was definitely more vocal this year and just to kind of recap the entire thing you know i got two deer in mass i got a buck in new york and I had multiple buck encounters, but I also plan on hunting more. So we'll right. we'll add to that if if possible. I was gonna say that, that was probably your most. I wouldn't. I don't know. Let me ask you: Is is this your most successful season thus far, or do you think there's? A I little... would say now. Now yeah. that I got the the New York buck, it was definitely uh, the most successful season I had, where I've used all skills that I've acquired over the years, and I continue to acquire, but. Definitely a, a step in the right direction. I like it. That's what we want. That's what we strive for, man. But you had your best season to date as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, yes. Uh, there's. <laughs> you're going to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> there's a slight 
not regret, but like there's a slight, and I'll get to it, but there's a slight piece I'm like, I wish. Um, actually, maybe like two slivers of pie there. Um, uh, let's recap my goals for the season. You know, I wanted to shoot uh, a deer out of the saddle. Uh, you gave me the, the goal to uh, shoot two deer before the October lull. That was a great goal, I thought. Um, a, de- a challenge. Uh, a great goal, though. Uh, a goal that's always on my list is to shoot a deer over 200 pounds dressed. Um, you know, that's been a goal ever since I started hunting. I think it is for every hunter out there. Um, but, you know, those are those are occurrences that don't come every day. Um, but, uh, you know, those were part of my goals. Um and for my recap, I mean, I could talk about this for hours, which you should go back and listen to uh, the previous pods about our season, uh, the peak rut and post rut. But, uh, you know, I got two deer in the expanded uh, expanded zone uh, before the October lull, which, boom, there's a goal. Uh, that was also out of the saddle. Boom, hit that goal. Uh, I had a deer that you folks have been following with me on Instagram uh, named Bjorn. And he was actually number four on my hit list. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a time there that I didn't see a deer for, what, a month? Yeah, um, a whole month. So I literally didn't put eyes on a deer for a month uh, because of the October lull and the timing. Um, and just a weird, a very unique rut this year, in my opinion. Um, but I was able to take Bjorn, uh, number four on my hit list, He's big. He was 180, you know, great deer. Um, but there was three deer that were bigger than him that were still in the area of when I shot Bjorn. And that's that slight sliver of, like, mm, just the unknown of, like, if I had waited out, if I had let Bjorn walk, would I have seen Drax or would I have seen uh, Mule? Who knows? Nobody knows. The unknown is is torture. Um, but at that point, I had three deer in the freezer, and I had a bonus tag down Southern Maine, uh, down by my folks, uh, you know, my folks' place, and I was able to fill that tag as well. Uh, we talked about this tag. I put the tag in Southern Maine because there's a there's a higher concentration of doe tags in Southern Maine, so that was successful. Uh, but I'll say this: that doe tag was not was not easy to fill. I nope, I ha- not at all. <laughs> I had to work for that tag, um, and, you know, it was it was a challenge. People don't realize, like, when you only have to hunt a doe, I thought it was going to be a walk in the park. I was like, oh, this tag's already filled, and I was very wrong in making that assumption. So, But uh, I ended up getting four deer on the season. Um, you know, I got a doe, you know, I got two does and uh, two bucks to recap quickly, but... Um, Two in the expanded zone, one bonus tag, and my regular tag. So, dude, pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) It's freaking insane. Freaking insane. So, for my takeaways from this year, um, you know, I talked about it earlier with fishing and mass, but networking when you get to a new area, if you're on the move like I am, I I was blessed with uh, getting permission in New York and. I was also sure. blessed with talking to people that got me into good public spots. You know, I got a private piece that I could hunt and was able to make the most of all those opportunities. And if you're if you're not, you know, hunting the same spots, I I know you're hunting like a piece that you've always hunted, but right. 
if you're looking for a new spot, even if you're in the same area that you always are, it's easy to network. It's not that hard. You just need to go out there and do it. You just got to put it's the legwork in. Like, you are so great about, you're like, this is all new to me, but what are they going to tell me? No, I can't hunt there? Okay, move on. Like, you don't know until you ask, you know? Exactly. It's it's only no until you ask. Right. So that, that was the big thing that I was taking into the preseason and during the season. But, you know, if you if you followed along and you should go back and listen, I was only planning on hunting mass and a little bit of Maine. And in the last minute in the middle of rut, I got permission to New York. And, you know, I got that permission through my networking. And we've always talked about being a minute man. But I'm going to expand that to being nomadic, meaning mm. if you have opportunities in front of you, take them like. I have never been to this spot, and I've never even hunted. I've barely been to New York, let alone hunted, and, and I've barely and add, hunted out. I'll add this. You said this to me the other day, and it's it's so true. What was, I think, the most appealing thing to that New York type of hunting, one, was the landscape, but also, two, you know, the landowner didn't say to you, hey, there's a tree stand over here, there's a tree stand over there, that's where you should sit literally said okay you have this enormous amount of acreage you know here's a four-wheeler go and hunt that's exactly what happened and it was it worked to what i want when i get a deer where i do i use my own skills to find the deer and then use my bow during rifle season there yep and on top of that where you're just in a new environment. You're thrusted into this pop quiz, and can you solve it quick enough? And I was able to do it with four hunts, and it was it was a great experience, and I'm grateful for it. And being nomadic, being able to adapt and change on the fly, where, all right, I've had plans to hunt, you know, a couple public pieces where I knew there was bucks. I had encounters that I've talked about, and... I just kind of was like, all right, this is a great, great decision, choice to make. Let's just run with it. And it, it worked out in the end, and hopefully we'll work out more. But, you know, that kind of wraps up the entire year as a whole. And one thing I wanted to do was talk about our, our top moments of the year. Yes, sir. And uh, I think it would be great to go 3-2-1 with it. You know, third place bronze and working our way up. All right, so but for me, go ahead. I I was gonna take it away quick because I won't be long. The third place for me would be mass. Uh, the mass outdoors as a whole. Um, the deer hunting. You know, I got two deer as of now. Again, subject to change. Uh, the trout fishing was amazing. So you can check out the Instagram for a, a ton of rainbow. Uh, Beautiful rainbow action. Yeah. Uh, number two, I have a tie between warrior the turkey i shot this spring and the buck i got in new york i mean both of those i felt were very similar in the fact where i went out to a property i've never hunted i used my skills and i got i i got my uh my tag filled and it for me both of those those harvests were uh the most satisfying you know, neither of them were the biggest of that I've I've gone, but you know, using your skills and getting the kill 
in the most like way that I wanted it to happen where you know the turkey came in came in unknowing I called it in from a distance right. or the buck that I shot with my bow great shot with my bow in the second rut I mean you couldn't ask for anything better but number one on my list would be uh, the northern main trip that we made to uh, Yabba Dabba Doom and Dinker Pond and the other ponds that we hit doing a little hiking I mean yep I uh, I couldn't replace it for the world. Doing that only opens our uh, our horizon for doing awesome, amazing trips. I think it's just, you know, aside from those two kills I just talked about where, yep. you know, I had everything worked my way. This was a thing that I can say I can do this forever where I can explore a new area with my closest friend and, do something I've never done before. It's something that you haven't done before, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Honestly. No, absolutely not. No. Uh, so my top moments for this past year, um, I don't know why I put four, but I had to. I couldn't leave it out. I mean, I did four, too. I had a tie, yeah, so a tie. It, it's fine. So I, the salmon, uh, you know, my my landlocked salmon, that was that was number four on my list. Um, that was just, that was like the, the turning point for me that like really pulled me into fishing. And then, um, number three on my list was, uh, was Bjorn, you know, following that story of, you know, trying to uh, hunt this, you know, individual animal, uh, over the course of, you know, two, two months was just, that was really cool. And you folks got to follow along with the story, and that doesn't happen very often, you know. Which I, I want to build on that before you go on to number two, where Bjorn, we had footage of in August, maybe July, but August. Yep. And we posted on Instagram of Bjorn multiple times, you know, in velvet, post velvet, you know. it. It's pretty cool that with my, my experiences, they're always kind of like sudden Mm. And they're all like surprises, but with with Bjorn, I would say it's the only experience that we've did either of us where it was documented through Grip and Grin as a whole, which was awesome. Right, right. Uh, number two on my list, uh, I put the northern trip there. Um, that was like you said, it's when you get to enjoy it with somebody else, it just it makes it that much better. And it also opens the door, like you said, to many opportunities because it's just like you you share this this common interest, and you know, you obviously are like this is like your gold. You know, fishing's like your like go to, and you're kind of showing me the light of like this is what it could be. Like, this was in our backyard in the state of Maine, and we didn't realize it. You know, realize it until now. Like, this is insane that we have this great native fishing population you know in this part of maine and i mean there's there's got to be more out there and that's what we're <laughs> that's what we're gonna be pursuing which we'll get to hell yeah uh number one on my list i mean for me it's just because it was an emotional ride i mean <laughs> you understand because you were there teddy man teddy was number one for me just because of the the story of redemption, you know, going after this bird repeatedly when I shot and missed that bird. And I wasn't crying, but I was definitely in the dumps in my blind. And you just came over, stuck your fist into my blind. You're like, we got this. We'll get him. We'll get him. And, 
you know, to have a teammate there to support you and bring you back up is like, it's like, all right, yeah, we got this. You're like, don't worry about it. Just chill. Like, we got this. We got this. And to kind of walk away from that, do some fishing, to take my mind off of it, and then go back, it just, the energy was still there to be like, all right, let's get, let's get them. Let's get them. And I'm so, not, it, what's cool is ranking my top four, three moments, like, they're all equals in my mind. Like, yeah, it depends on how you want to categorize them, where, you know, the northern main trip was kind of like a an eye-opening experience versus, like, all right, my, my New York buck, uh, your Teddy or your Sam, and, like, those are, like, crazy memories, and it's hard to even pick them, like, three to one. Like, oh, yeah. It, it's hard to rank them because even talking about Teddy for you, like, I'd easily put it as one of my top memories, like, up there with Dude, I, I couldn't have done it without you. I couldn't have done it without you. You you literally were talking to that bird. You're like, hey, fella, hey, come on over. Check this out. Check the, Like, you did the calling. I mean, to pull the trigger, that's easy to do. Let's be honest. Like, it isn't. It isn't, I guess, for me when I'm headhunting. But, <laughs> you know, for, I mean, that's, it was like a group effort, and that's what was cool about it. And what's, and what's crazy is we didn't even list, you know, Joey. We didn't even list, like. Nope. Your two kills before the October lull, which is crazy to think about. Uh, it, our other adventures we did. It's the whole year was just awesome. And one of the things that we try to do is, or I say to you, and you're just like, yeah, is <laughs> make every year better than the past one. Where, yeah. you know, we thought 2019 or 2020 was crazy. 20. Uh, 21 like wrapping it up now crazy i always have my goal to have every year better than the last and mm -hmm. that is where we're gonna do a little sneak peek into what we want to do next year i have a little tangent for you yeah how much money do you think i spent this year on outdoor gear <laughs> i couldn't even guess <laughs> I could not even guess. You're the most expensive deer hunter walking in the woods. It makes me sick. Kind of thinking about it now. It's like, oh, my God. Whew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is wild. All right, what's coming, in, money... what's coming in 2022? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the money will transfer into 2022. So one of the first things that we want to do is we always want to expand our whitetail experience. And we know that is a long ways away, folks. Like, yeah. But I didn't know I was going to New York. No idea until less less than a month ago as we record this. So no idea where that horizon brings us. But another thing we want to do as a team is, you know, tackle mass even more, both fly fishing for rainbows and uh, doing some turkey hunting down here. Hell yeah. Which we are... We are planning to take the firearms ID course down here, so we are fully. Yep. Uh, we're committed. Uh, what's the word? We're we're committed. Yeah, like yep. we're we're ready to take it on. And then the big trip that I have already planned for, you know, I got everything down to a T. We'll have to have our, a uh, a grip and grin staff meeting to go over the uh, the details and the inventory of that trip. But oh uh, uh, yeah, it's we planned. we've. <laughs> We've got it planned. We've already done inventory once. We're going to have to do it again for sure. We're yep. going to have to do a little more planning on top of it. But, 
you know, we're tackling the Allagash Wilderness Waterway in uh, late May, early June. So if you guys have any experience doing that, reach out to us. If you've done a remote uh, river trip, you know, any information is good information. I've I've read up all the books I could, the articles I could, you know, I've done research, reaching out to people and, you know, I I cannot wait for Dude. fishing. I know you're ready for turkey. I know you're ready oh, for turkey, but I know. <laughs> the Alcash trip along with stockies. Mm-hmm. You know, people always always turn an eye to stockies, but come on, like the state yep. puts the fish in the water, catch them. Why you know, not? I just realized it's fun. You didn't even put the Colorado fishing trip in your top. Oh three. yeah, I I well the Colorado trip I just missed as a whole once again. <laughs> Man, that's a little inside joke once again. But <laughs> oh. I don't know how we didn't add it. Um, I don't know either. I I was like, wait, did we miss something? I was like, that oh that gosh. was also that was kind of like our northern pond trip where. It didn't really feel real, but I also did go to Colorado, and I did do some fly fishing, and I did catch some, catch yep. some uh, native trout out there, which was amazing. Beautiful I know we're browns. just throwing we're throwing that in here randomly. We'll have to talk about that more. But one thing I'll add to that is I brought Grip and Grin uh, past the Continental Divide. I brought it to <laughs> three other states, and you're just over there in fucking Maine. So. Hey, born get your and ass raised, down man. here. Get hey, <laughs> hey I was hey. born and raised, and <laughs> then I was like, all right, let's a uh, piece and do some more. Hey, uh, listen, bitch ass, pull out that couch because I'll be down there January second. Okay, so get your you shit will. ready. I hey, I pull out couch. That's for slums. I got fucking. I got a nice air mattress. Give me the Better goods, baby. One. Give me the goods. I I got I got the goods. And fill the fill the free fill the uh fill the refrigerator with some beer. Let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah, it will happen. I mean that that's planned. We have a great year to look forward to, and we appreciate you listeners for uh absolutely you know jumping on this train and listening to us talk. You know we always welcome the feedback. We're learning as we go. We are just doing this out of fun i it's mean a hobby. we we literally used to have the phone calls of the same discussions and now we just sit in front of our computers and yeah record it. and we like, can't thank no you difference. we cannot thank you folks enough for the support you know we follow the the support you know through um our statistics that we're seeing the downloads and whatnot you know people across the nation heck across the world are listening to us and we just can't thank you enough for the support. We really do. You know, like he said, we have full-time jobs, and we're just doing this as, like, a hobby on the side. And uh, we apologize for that little, uh, you know, month of uh, lull, I guess you should say. The October lull carried into November for you listeners because yes. <laughs> uh, we were hunting. But, um, no, really, we can't thank you enough for the support and uh, the downloads and whatnot. So, you know. Please keep following along. You know, we have a lot coming, like we said, uh, in 2022, and uh, we look forward to it. So, you know, as always, folks, as we sign off, get in the woods. And one thing I want to say is if you, if, if, you know, you, you share with your friends, we'll be on here more because, you know, if you, if we know we have the demand, we'll make the time. Absolutely. So for sure. But as always, 
Get in the get woods. On, <laughs> get on the fucking water. Uh, all right, man. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Good shit. <laughs>